Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting out of a rapidly deteriorating room of filth from my house, it is weakness for bleakness. Uh, with me, as always, Darcy Moran. It is lovely to be here. My name is Kieran Stevenson. Boy, do we have a show. Technically, that's true. You can't sue me for saying it. A modest house, a picket fence, a couple kids, some common sense, a job to pay your mortgage or your rent. And all these goals are understood, but misery is a public good, so come and feed your sorrows till you're spent. Well, just to come, Captain said, the icebergs are the dead ahead, the men will keep the engines fed, I have a deal with God. We're at the end of history, there ain't a hope for you or me, when workers philanthropically believe in the economy. But what a feast the tired eyes, the poison earth, the boiling skies, everyone their own house spies, remember when the world was wise, we know, no, 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 no. Darcy. <laughs> Darcy. Do you have a headline for us, please? I have got a headline for us. Morrison backers plotted for some time. Yeah, yes, I heard about this yeah, one. Yeah, so ScoMo's got uh, bloody fingers, it looks like. Yeah. Conchetta Fioraventi Wells, who it is a pleasure for me to reference because I don't often because she's a loon. Yeah. Uh, senator, that is, just to calm everybody down. And just another one of these completely divorced from reality, mad right-wing senators that we have. Mm-hmm. However, she's onto something in this case, I fear, because she points out that the leadership spill in which Mr. Morrison defeated Mr. Dutton is inconsistent yeah. with the votes that Malcolm Turnbull received on the second leadership challenge launched by Dutton that forced his resignation. Interesting. Which means, she says, that some Morrison Mm. backers had supported Dutton over Turnbull to trigger this crisis. Interesting. Um, I love a good conspiracy theory. Right. Well, I mean, numerically, as I say, she's pretty unhinged... uh, Fiaraventi, she thinks <laughs> she sure is. Yeah, somehow thinks that the government is not right wing enough. Yeah, which is genuinely makes it difficult to separate her from the blood soaked armies of hell. But mm. that's all right because mathematically she's not wrong. Mm. And this follows a suspicious source mm. leaking from the government that suggested that Scomo, the dirty fucker, had Mm. been grooming Dutton as a stooge to Trojan horse his way into the prime ministership. His plan was always, for Peter, a notoriously useless and disgusting person, (laughs) to wreck himself and Turnbull and clear the way for the Kwisatz Haderach to bound forth, seize the throne, and presumably... Do stuff for the nine months available to him. Yeah, just lead, take the wheel as the car goes off the cliff. Everything is perfect except for the fact this is the worst time ever to be the Prime Minister of Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I have defeated you all with my cunning plan and now I shall claim my prize. What is rightfully mine, the dog turd that we found on the fucking footpath earlier this day. It's... Oh, man. It's one of those things, right, where uh, right-wing sort of uh, deep-take nutbags are always just, like, this close to analysing things correctly if they'd only turn the lens on themselves. 
So, right. So maybe it's just a case of that, that her insane paranoia... Look, and, uh, this is totally possible. It's also totally possible that this is absolute lies mm. and that some people just panicked and changed their vote at the last minute Yeah, and that there's no conspiracy and Tony Abbott's just leaking more bullshit to try and damage... Yeah. Uh, the perce- this is the thing though is that ScoMo is not actually from the liberal wing of the party, is he? He's a nut, mm. yeah. But he's seen as a as a treasonous nut, like yeah. a, a sort of nut apostate because he made the bargain with uh, Turnbull's liberalism. Yeah, well, I think to this point he's kind of got by on being a bit of a cipher. Like I don't think anybody really took him seriously as a voice of. I don't to be think taken people down were largely aware side. that he existed. Because he was like, uh, had a serious ministry under Abbott and he had a serious ministry under uh, Turnbull. Yeah, that's so true. He's gotten away with being a cipher, but now that he's in the spotlight with his stupid fucking hats and his dumb Australia flag pins. <laughs> and his uh, his jester, Friedenberg. Yeah. <laughs> so now he's <laughs> just walked directly into the eyeline of Abbott, who is <laughs> quickly turning from previously my least favourite Australian politician to not by virtue of who he is, but by <laughs> virtue of what he does. One of my favourites, because he's just... He's the brick in that fucking washing machine. It's <laughs> just pulling it apart. It's true. It's completely true. He's, mm. a, he's pretty much close to being a literal cancer within that, uh, that party, isn't he? Yeah. Un- unfortunately, his sister's no longer running for Wentworth. Oh, really? Yeah. No? No, I think somebody had a word with her. So, look, <laughs> I don't want to come across as being some sort of incredibly rude person, but your mm. family are fucked and everybody <laughs> hates you and you're toxic as shit and you're not running and it's that simple. Yeah. And she said, oh, all right, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. I yeah. hate me too. In fact, I do hate me. <laughs> Pretty substantially, as you can tell by the constant expression on my face. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a hypocritical shitbird. Hey, if the Liberal Party did this uh, crazy thing, has, is this like, uh, you know how the Democrats tried to set up Donald Trump as the Pied Piper candidate because they thought that it would mean that they couldn't lose? Yeah. And then it's kind of... Guaranteed that they did lose. Yeah. It's kind of emblematic of both the stupidity of the Liberal Party and the insanity of the world today that they tried it after that, and then that it was successful. It's also somewhat uh, demonstrative of how you don't need to be wise to be cunning. Yes, (laughs) this is true. Anybody who's ever owned a pet knows this, but somehow we're not able to fucking parse it out into politics. And, you know, one must take a moment to feel ever so slightly embarrassed on behalf of Malcolm Turnbull, if this is true, because being outmaneuvered and backstabbed by Scott Morrison must be a seriously excruciating... (laughs) Absolutely. Just the squarest, Mm. gimpiest geek in the world. Yeah. It's that turn in a shitty film adaptation of a YA novel where it's the extremely mild guy. He just got fucking uh, kerbled. What's the guy's name? Kaiser Sozade. But yeah. Except <laughs> the big reveal at the end of the fucking film is that it just hangs on his feet limping and he just keeps limping for four minutes until the credits cut in. 
wasn't until after the woods I realized it was the goddamn accountant all along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking exactly. Well... So hopefully right. this is true, because if it is true, it means there's no way back for the Liberal Party. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're almost, already... toast. Almost isn't. <laughs> but they're giving it a college try. Uh, I wish I could just be a fly on the wall to see how many different expressions Christopher Pine's going to make today. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to figure out what the fuck is happening. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> He's going to be just monologuing that uh, Mitchell and Webb are with the baddies sketch. <laughs> <laughs> A hundred percent. All right, shall we? Yeah. Because I've got a, a, a fucking pretty extraordinary piece of news uh, about Mark Latham, Labor's great shame. <laughs> the Malcolm Tucker <laughs> that got loose, yeah. Yeah. So he's accused Osman Faruqi, who uh, is kind of a media personality, ABC guy, of anti-white racism that... Uh, is promoting Islamism and Islamic terrorism. Sounds and, uh, credible. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so Osman Faruqi sued him for defamation. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, the, the judge in the case has just thrown out Latham's defense uh, <laughs> because it's fucking insane. Uh so I've got some quotes. Uh, Mark Latham's extraordinary defense in Osman Faruqi defamation case struck out by Amanda Mead for The Guardian. Here are some quotes. Wigney said Latham's defense was extraordinary because it had 12 parts, nine schedules, and a purported dictionary of words and expressions used in the defense. <laughs> this is a quote from Wigney. The dictionary includes, amongst other things, a dramatis personae, a list of online biographical notes regarding Mr. Faruqi, references to internet terminology, <laughs> and a description of certain Islamic terrorist atrocities, Wigney said. So he's just <laughs> he's delivered tried this- to- present his defense as a dramatization of an argument yeah yeah exactly and <laughs> i highly encourage everybody to go and just look up the little quotes that have been pulled out because he's just thrown everything at the wall and hoping that something sticks and wigney is having none of it uh i have here it's a little long but it's kind of brilliant in its absurdity uh wigney's like opening paragraph of his decision to to throw out the defense. He told him to start from scratch and this is how he introduced it. What does the martyrdom of Christians in the Roman Empire between the reign of Emperor Nero Claudius Caesar Augustus Germanicus and Emperor <laughs> Flavius Valerius Aurelius Constantinus Augustus have to do with the defamation action commenced in Australia in 2017? How could the persecution of the ethno-religious Huguenot in the French kingdom during the French wars of religion of the 16th century be said to rationally affect the assessment of the probability of a fact in an issue in a modern-day defamation action in which the defamatory imputations are said to be that the applicant knowingly assists terrorist fanatics who want to kill innocent people in Australia... Etc. Etc. Could the fact of the segregation and ill treatment of ethnic Negro people under the doctrine of apartheid in South Africa between 1948 and 1991 reasonably be said to be relevant to the defences of justification, contextual truth, qualified privilege, honest opinion, and fair comment pleaded by the respondent in that defamation action? So his opening paragraph is just bewilderment that Mark Latham has provided him with a 70-page document referencing ancient ethnic persecutions. To because Osman Faruqi has said some mean things about white people in Australia that Latham thinks is inciting violence. I it's, mean, you know, if, if if only this diatribe had contained a significant passage 
exploring the concept of Roman citizenship and what that meant for nationhood and race in a pre-Christian world, then we might have something to go on here. <laughs> yeah. What did it mean to be a Roman? I don't know. I've seen. Is it like being a Cockney? Did you have to be near the Bow Bells? It's so <laughs> difficult. Anyway, no. <laughs> yeah, basically. I've seen some little segments of Latham's document, and there's just tables with dates and, like, Roman kings and French... Like, the thing where he lays that thing out. It doesn't make any sense, but I guess there's all of these indices and... It sounds like he's appendices. going a bit sort of time cube, just... Yeah, it's fully nuts. It's fully nuts, and I love that the the judge just isn't having any of it. He's going to lose this defamation case, which is good. Was there a specific um, Farouchism that... No, he took every single tweet, like, oh, no, sorry, 160 or so tweets, and there are, I encourage people to go and look, look up the fragments, because it's just <laughs> uh, stuff like, you know, white men are fucking up this country or whatever. And Latham submitted shit like that as examples of anti-white racism inciting violence. And every time the judge is like, it's impossible to see how this could possibly be interpreted as inciting violence. (laughs) Every time. It's fantastic. It's always a good day when Latham gets uh, embarrassed. The nationalistic, jingoistic (laughs) cunt. That's Latham news. What have you got? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing that good. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Let's hear it anyway. Who's the subject of your next headline? Uh, Scott Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> so whether or not he did um, fuck Turnbull, he's definitely trying to fuck you, whoever mm. you are listening. Morrison is considering deregistering the CFMEU. Oh, yes. This story comes to us from Nine News, which means there is no journalist attached to it. <laughs> it's just the ghost of Packer. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, what's happened is that uh, John Setka, who mm. is the right-wing media's favourite person, they yeah. love trotting out poor old Setka, in mm. fairness, he doesn't keep a low profile, <laughs> has used his Do children... <laughs> Setka's on stilts. Um, <laughs> used his children in a, in a social media ah. campaign, which social media campaign, by the way, means uploaded a photograph mm. on his fucking facebook account yeah yeah of course uh which you know he was there with his children and his post of the caption leave our dads alone and go catch the real criminals you cowards this oh, is in reference to me. the union being um excessively scrutinized by mm. a long list of right-wing quangos basically yeah. Uh, when they're ignoring fuckery in the financial sector and <clears throat> indeed uh, uh, also resource extraction and manufacturing. Mm. I hate when anybody uses kids in social media campaigns. Granted, I do like, as well. That's, it's just it makes it so hard to get. I'm definitely, but- I'm definitely <laughs> on side because I know what the other option is. Agreed. But Morrison's <laughs> response is seriously Mm. disconnected from reality. Oh, one of the children has a sign that says, go get fucked. How surprising for a a Mm. working class youth to use Docker's language. (laughs) Oh, dear. I'm a fan of that kid. Anyway, CFMEU Victoria State Secretary said, you uploaded this photo and, quote, 
The CFMEU has behaved under John Setka like a bunch of thugs, and mm. to involve children in that is, I think, one of the ugliest things I have seen. Really? That's one of the ugliest Without things. Without need for context. <laughs> when you see children being used in these sorts of protests, oh. this stuff just makes your skin crawl. Hands down, the worst treatment of children in or related to Australia ever. Last week, it was <laughs> revealed that, like, 30 children mm. are now physically incapable of moving mm. because they are psychologically incapable of recovering yeah. from the gross torture that their entire childhoods have been Yep, under this asshole's immigration yeah. policies. Cannot be stressed enough that, like, even if those kids were to be released today and resettled in Australia, their life is Their life has been ruined. Permanently. They are as ruined as the kids we had to rescue from the incest cult in rural New South Wales. Mm. Scott Morrison's policies are child abuse. Mm. And it doesn't even make sense because refugees are not immigrants <laughs> and it's not an immigration problem. Yeah. That, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go down that dark <laughs> yeah. road. Uh, listen That's to the next, whole... the next 40 minutes of this podcast <laughs> will just be <laughs> insensate yelling and rage. Darcy <laughs> is going to have a nosebleed into the microphone with apologies to Karen, <laughs> who will then have to somehow clean it. Oh, you don't clean mics. Not in this house. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the volume goes up a little bit every week as more and more shit builds up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the militant union is out of control because of a photo. This is a straw that breaks the camel's mm. back. He says a photo with the children are self-harming yeah. in Nauru. A 12-year-old girl uh, lit herself she on fire for fuck's self -immolated. sake. self-immolated. This is stuff that would get cut from a dystopian fucking script for being too unbelievable. Yeah. But a child mm. posing for a photograph with its father yeah. is the straw that breaks the camel's back as far as decency is concerned. As far as... Fucking repulsive. This? Right? And he's now <laughs> contemplating deregistering the entire fucking union. Yeah. The last time a trade union was deregistered was in the 1980s, and it mm. was during a actually, like, legitimate corruption investigation. Yeah. There was a royal commission. It was huge. Yeah. That used to be the benchmark for what it took for a yeah. prime minister to publicly think about deregistering a union. Yeah. And that was Hawke would have been the prime minister when that happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, two points there. One, not inconceivable also that uh, Hawke would do it just to try and get a wink from Maggie. But also... Um, <laughs> He uh, was a terrible adulterer. <laughs> also, like, it's worth noting that our rage at this is kind of maybe the point or to, to trick us into not seeing how irrelevant it is. And obviously, Scott Morrison's outrage at this preposterous photograph is uh, a fucking red herring because he just wants to 
deregister the CFMEU. Yeah, but and he would take a, any possible. You know excuse. that you could. There was definitely something the CFMEU were doing yeah. that you could use as a justifiable pretext, right? Because it's a massive organization, and any yeah. massive organization always has someone yeah. fucking something up. I mean, that is that you true. Can use as a justifiable pretext. Perhaps Not- Scott Morrison <laughs> is just that evil, but <laughs> he wants to find the most ironic. <laughs> self-incriminating way to do it it's essentially uh it's basically a a, a kid like i love my dad leave him alone yeah (laughs) it's basically the which yeah Yeah. okay setka that that's that's tacky and shit yeah it's extremely irritating but i don't want you to be fucking (laughs) deregistered for it and uh, also scott morrison's like, surreal, evangelical bullshit view on the world has left him in a position where that is an example mm. of trade union militantism. <laughs> it's truly, truly baffling. Tell somebody was still a child during mm. the winter of discontent. God, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Christ almighty. The most outrageous part of it, I've synthesized the points in my brain, the most outrageous part of it for me is, in fact, that he is muddying the waters so that I cannot now simply and effectively drag them for being irritating. For being irritating. <laughs> you now have to tacky. get on side. Now I have to set have all of these qualifiers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. Indoor <laughs> the president Trump. It's like you've trained Say that kid. Say it ain't so, Joe. He's trained this kid like a monkey. Uh, I, I, I just think it's incredible that the Asia-Pacific's Asia arch-child abuser, maybe second only to the Catholics and the North Koreans, yeah. is... I mean, we're giving the Catholics a fucking run for their money. It's only a question of time. In That's severity true. Where- That's true. If... Nauru is allowed to go on long enough. Yeah, it yeah. will equ- equivalent to the Maudlin uh, yeah. orphanages, won't it? It's just, it's a question of scale, which, you know, yeah, given infinite time and infinite resources, we would fucking psychologically destroy every child on this fucking planet if we could. So th- thank you for your moderate fucking stopgap candidate, Liberal Party. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking diamond, for sure. You are shitty monsters. Mm. Uh, anyway. Well, I have some cheerful news. How's that to ask? <laughs> for my second headline, Fuck. it's... I've got my pistol in the car. Uh-huh. Musk update! Yes, Elon Musk is trying to rehabilitate his public image, and he announced an innovative new thing for his boring company to do. Is it called keeping his trap shut? It's not. It's a shame, because... It's not. Uh, The headline is, Hardly anyone showed up for the first public hearing on Elon Musk's Dodger Stadium tunnel. Elon Musk, the genius has proposed a high-speed tunnel in the east of LA... uh, Sorry, in the west... Like, west of Dodger Stadium in LA, purely for getting people from the station to the tunnel. 
Hang on, he wants a high-speed tunnel to connect people from a train station to a stadium that's a walking distance away. Uh, well, I mean, it's what? from further than walking distance, but, it, like, I cannot <laughs> emphasize how profoundly useless this tunnel would be. It's exclusively to transport people to Dodger Stadium on these dinky little fucking ship-looking <laughs> rail cars. Uh... It's... Do they look like adapted underwater coffins for children? <laughs> uh, <I> mean... <laughs> Hastily has to reconfigure. <laughs> they look like what uh, stupid fucking billionaire techno dickhead would do <laughs> if he were asked to reinvent one of those little uppy-downy mine cart oh, things yeah, that yeah. people use in old cowboy movies and cartoons. Uh, it's, a, it's a stupid time. Yeah, yeah, yep. He's like, it won't run in under any homes or businesses. We're just going to dig a massive tunnel in the center of LA that doesn't run under any homes or businesses. So that's just a lie. Maybe uh, you corresponded exactly to the road network, so it's perfectly flush underneath the roads. But I feel like that would cause problems too, Kieran. Yeah, I think it might. I think it might. There's plumbing and shit down there. There's a lot of fucking <laughs> factors at play. Anyway, the funny part of this is that, like, f- he he held a public hearing at Dodgers Stadium to talk about it, and, like, 15 people went. <laughs> so Yeah, well, in fairness, if there'd been a high-speed rail network, oh, then, yeah. then there, you would have got thousands. Everybody would have gone. Um, so, like, 15 people went. There were materials available in Spanish and nobody took them because they were anticipating there being hundreds of people and there were, like, 15. Yeah. Uh, the, the presentation went for about half the time that it was meant to just because there was nobody there. They had a and a thing, right? This is the really interesting bit. They had a and a thing where I think nine people got up to stand and talk and a few of them were, like, really enthusiastic. And it turns out that at least two, probably four of those were SpaceX or (laughs) Tesla employees. (laughs) So poor Musk has come up with something that literally nobody wants and held a big public meeting about it to which nobody turned up and then stacked the fucking even, roster of question askers with his own employees to talk about what Even the city authorities haven't bothered sending somebody yeah. to figure out what's going on. <laughs> there was one dude, I can't, I couldn't find who it was, but somebody had an, somebody who went to it had an amazing thread on Twitter where they kind of live tweeted the whole thing in just pure bafflement. And there was this one guy who got up and was like, Look, I've been a Dodgers fan a long time, but the city doesn't need this. I don't see how you're going to accomplish it. Spend your money better. It's It can't even transport enough people to yeah. cater the stadium. Also, you, ca- you can't just announce a, an infrastructure project well, that's, as a that, private citizen. That's also <laughs> the way. very, very true. <laughs> I think he's trying to gin up support for it. Uh, but of course I'm also he's not imposing harsher penalties on what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. So, Elon Musk, you fucking dipshit. <laughs> Get it together. Talk to somebody who's been through this shit before so you can figure out what you're supposed right. to do. It's and like it's- he wasn't listening to the last program. Call Richard Branson. Yes. He can help you with this. Richard Branson wouldn't announce a stupid fucking tunnel in the middle of an American city that doesn't want that tunnel. No, he'd announce it from a fucking... Hot air balloon. Yeah, exactly. Why go underground when you can go in the sky? Uh, if you make, why did you make the boring company? If you can't come up with tunnels, to he th- made the boring company because he was in a traffic jam. 
Is that true? Yeah, it was caused it was, <laughs> it was caused by the traffic jam was caused by roadworks, and he was yeah. like, in fairness to him, so this is where having being an ideas man is good, and maybe if he slept yeah. ever, he wouldn't be such an embarrassment. He was like, ah, I'm sure we can come up with a better drill mechanism, like. Yeah. This 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 conventional tunnel borer seems to be unnecessarily slow and shit. Sure. And his engineers did come up with a better mechanism. So the boring company yeah. is fine at what it does. But it's kind of fantastic that the way that that has transmuted is now I know exactly where he was stuck in traffic. He was stuck in traffic <laughs> trying to get to Dodger Stadium. Most likely. And he's like, we could build a better drill or we could drill a better road. <laughs> what a numpty. Still, you know, that, that battery in South Australia was quite good. Yeah. This is the thing about Elon Musk is if he wasn't Elon Musk, he'd be a tremendous success. Mm. But all of his companies, if you look at them objectively, they do fine. Yeah. The only problem with them is him. Yeah. Uh, well, the, like, it's like the Fable major would have been a really good game if Peter Molyneux <laughs> kept yeah. stopped fucking telling people how great it was. That's every Peter Molyneux game, yeah. Um, it's not just him. The problem, though, he creates a bigger problem, which is a bunch of people, a bunch of centrists who fundamentally don't want to change the way that they live or think, Yes, thinking that he's just going to solve every problem, that the the power of individual ingenuity is enough to He does encourage incipient liberalism mm. and also weird cultist followers. Yes. That should alarm anyone. If you don't discover that you've got people who are weird culty followers of you and you don't immediately do something about that, yeah. not good. Yeah. No one who is comfortable having death cult followers deserves any influence in society. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, that's my Musk update. He hasn't had another breakdown yet, but I will keep my Not eyes out. Not another breakdown. Uh, topics. Topics. You've got so a great topic this I week, I have Darcy. got a, a nice contemporary topic. It, it's like a sort of big, juicy headline mm. uh, about really... And, and, and it is, in the style of Baz Luhrmann, I'm just going to call it Australia. Yeah, it's a something relating to a major arts organisation uh, embroiled in a little bit of a scandal, am I right? Wow, a major arts organisation. I, so I read about mm. this in, in The Advertiser, which is mm. a beautifully, honestly named newspaper from Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's one thing you can say for our uh, comrades in South Australia. They are somewhat more to the point. <laughs> yeah. Have you read the National Get Rich Quick scheme today? Uh, so the, the, the Royal Adelaide show... Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for for foreign listeners, met- major metropolitan centres in Australia have an mm. annual show, which is yeah. basically a, an inner city fair at the showgrounds. Yeah. Uh, it is the ro- so the, the the Queen is the patron thereof. Yeah. It's the royal show. Yeah, and it it, it it shows off various rural things from gourmet food through to racist uh, yeah. memorabilia. I think we're going to go to the Royal Melbourne th- show this year. We're going to get fucked I up think. and go touch some goats. Oh, I'm talking about me and Mads, but you can- This come- is a good idea. <laughs> we should do a, a nice weakness for bleakness at the showgrounds thing. That could yeah, be fun. interview people, take the yeah. Zoom. <laughs> Look for racist memorabilia. Ugh. So, <laughs> um, there's a handicraft bit. Mm. There's a handicraft bit where people show off their handicrafts mm. and- the first, second, and third prizes at the Royal Adelaide Show this year were all won by Gollywog dolls. 
until what? an indigenous Australian <laughs> pointed out yeah. to the judges, those are all gollywog dolls. Can you not? And we had to have then a social media backlash before the Royal Adelaide show said, all right, fine, we'll stop mm. endorsing racial caricatures. <laughs> Jesus. It's such a fucking telling part. Because every time you think that this country is modernised and kind of getting with it and stuff, shit like this crops up. We had another footballer go to a party in blackface, like, two or three weeks ago. And he's, like, the fifth one. And every (laughs) single one of them gets into a scandal. So, why the fuck do you keep doing it? Why do you keep giving gollywogs prizes? And why the fascination with blackface when it's not ever really been... Like, the minstrels weren't a thing here. No, and, and the fact that I think so, the lack of minstrelism in Australia's history might explain to me why it takes longer for people to realise how horribly racist gollywog dolls are. Yeah, because they're not actually representations of African people. Yeah, making a black doll is as fine as making a white doll. Yeah, right. The problem is when you engage in a doll that's a nineteenth-century racist caricature. Yeah, like drawing a picture of a Jew is fine. Yeah, but the Happy Merchant isn't. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fine <laughs> distinction that people uh, have trouble with because they look almost identical, you know? Uh, beautiful chestnut skin, normally proportioned features versus pitch black <laughs> with giant red lips. They're basically the same thing. And colourful 19th century traps clothing. Yeah. And I've got to say, by the way, it is... So, the red lips yeah. are... If you, if you need help spotting a, what is a picture of a black person versus what is a picture of a <laughs> racial caricature, it is, do they have crimson-coloured fucking lips? Yeah. I mean, I think that people shouldn't need that No, primer, they shouldn't! But, but apparently they gollywog do. dolls just won first second and third prize at the Royal Adelaide Show, Kieran. Not the fucking Toowoomba Fair. Yeah, yeah, the Royal Adelaide Show. The major metropolitan centre. Not the fucking Daniloquin Ute Master. no! I would be totally prepared for this at the Daniloquin Ute Buster. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly would be surprised if it was deemed inappropriate by the people at the Daniloquin Ute Buster. Yeah, if it happened at the Daniloquin Ute Buster, I would be kind of waiting for them to get to the bit where they burn them in effigy. Absolutely. And be a bit surprised at their restraint if they didn't do that. These are people who think Bundaberg is a good rum. Yeah, there's so much fucking Bundaberg at the Denny Lilikon Ute Master. One day I'll tell you the story of how I went <laughs> to the Denny Ute Master. <laughs> we won't get into it now. No, that's another topic for so, another show. <laughs> racism in Australia mm. is weird on a few levels. Mm. Racism everywhere is weird on a few levels. But Australian racism has a bunch of fucking extremely odd stuff in it mostly it is a strange blend of british imperial racism yep and contemporary american racism yeah it seems like people are attracted to like the aesthetics of american racism yeah without having a clue about the history of it Mm. and why it's inappropriate but Talking about blackface, that's mm. not a mystery to anyone. You know, Saturday <laughs> Disney... Not Saturday Disney. Hey, hey, Saturday <laughs> yeah, got yeah, shut Saturday. down. Yeah. Saturday Disney probably should have been on similar grounds at yeah. some point or other. But hey, hey Saturday got shut down because of the Jackson jive. Mm. And there was, you know... There, there's a naivety about Australian racism mm. because you immediately had people saying, oh, but, you know, most of those guys weren't white. 
Yeah. You know, like one of them's Indian and mm. the other one's mixed race, you yeah. know. Like, yeah, well, that's... They're not allowed to be racist Totally either. irrelevant. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's ah, fucking crazy. That's exactly the sort of shit that you pillory the media when you imagine that they're doing it. <laughs> Double standards for racism, but you're like, oh, Indian guys are allowed to put on blackface and fucking... Trump around talking about watermelons inexplicably as though that's ever been a part of our culture or interpretation of culture. American racist bromides. Fuck off. Um, It's. I think it's part and parcel with like this unwillingness to really take serious stock of yourself. Everybody in this country who, who doesn't think about it, who commits these fucking egregious, uh, tasteless acts is always like, I'm fundamentally a good person. I didn't own slaves. I didn't fucking genocide any Aboriginal people. I didn't do any of this shit. So why do I need to, you know, take this shit into account? And I've had a couple of conversations where it's like, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to become an activist. You don't have to change anything. All you have to do is be like, oh yeah, I'm lucky because my ancestors fucking massacred a bunch of black people and took their land. Like, that's all you have to do. Just acknowledge history. And they'll fucking tie themselves into knots trying to be like, nah, nah, it's all just, uh, it's all just, you know, what it is. We got to get together and be fucking friendly and and get along. And it's like, yeah, that's step one of getting along is acknowledging that this happened. People won't do it. And the weird, like, extrusion that happens because of all of that fucking repressed force is Gollywog Dolls winning at the Adelaide show. They are really popular in Australia. Yeah. More so than in the UK, there was a huge um, jam company called Robertson's, I think, who only suspended, they had a a Gollywog mascot Mm. suspended in literally, it was 2002, I think it took them to like, (laughs) all right, fine. Yeah. But there's, there's a real massive number of people who have this weird nostalgia for these yeah. frankly ugly dolls. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're very definitely 20th century dolls. Like, yeah, or late 19th, early 20th century. It's like... But it's the, still massive. We I dispense with the it. rest of the ugly shit from that era. Why is it so <laughs> hard to let go of these? And there's this real thing of, oh, but I don't self-identify as a racist. Mm. I'm pretty sure I'm a good person. I remember these from when I was little. I don't see why there's a problem. Yeah. You don't have to. You just need to be told by yeah. somebody who's part of an oppressed minority yeah. that it's problematic. If your immediate response is to go, nah, it's a toy, I like it. Yeah. You can self-identify as a good person all you want. You are a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Pick one of the other terrible things from your grisly upbringing to, like, wear tin shoes or fucking <laughs> hug a teddy bear that's just carved out of wood or eat a bowl Burn of your lips pig off fat. on an enamel mug. <laughs> yeah. There's so like many, <laughs> like, terrible shit from the dawn of industrialization that you can fall back on for your nostalgia. Bizarre fucking trinket shelves without commemorative spoons from royal weddings. Going out of your way to humiliate people. Yeah. So the the, the initial Gollywog character mm. was this is another people like, oh but no, but Gollywog was a hero in the in the children's books. Yeah, sure, Gollywog yeah. was a hero in the nineteenth century children's books. Yeah. But he was still a racial well not even he was he was a caricature of a racial caricature, literally, right? <laughs> because he's not based on black people. He's based on black minstrels. Yeah. It's a completely different 
syntax. Yeah. It's and it is as simple as the difference between a painting of a Jewish baker and a painting of a happy merchant. It's yeah. gruesome yeah. to say, suggest that there's any kind of uh, parity between those images. No. Uh, it's, and mm. oh, sorry, I was just going to say. Yeah. It, but it it feeds into this peculiarity of Australian racism, which is almost this kind of curse of multiculturalism. Right, this genuine belief in the hearts you heard of so it here many first. people that oh no, Darcy that, thinks that multiculturalism get... <laughs> is a curse. Well, everything has got shitty aspects to it and unforeseen mm. consequences. And one of the problems with multiculturalism is it can create a sense of complacency. Mm. Right, once you get told, "Oh, good, we're in a multicultural society," yeah. you then don't need to worry. You're like, oh, we can't be. It's fine to have a gollywog doll because it's post-racial. I don't see color. Yeah, right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I can see that you <laughs> don't see color. That much is very evident. <laughs> and which then le- mm. leads us to situations that have really serious consequences. Yeah, the Northern Territory intervention has been going on for over ten years now. Yeah. And that is a military occupation of indigenous communities that are being restored to a sanitized and healthy state by their white political masters. Yeah. I mean, That's there's there's fucked. There's and- kind of a beautiful parallel there, it, beauty in the sort of amoral uh, sense of the word, in that like people who get uh, up in arms because Gollywog is a hero uh, without understanding that he's like a, a very insulting version of what it's what is possible as heroism for black people made by a white hegemon is exactly the same as the Northern Territory thing where it's like, oh, they can't take care of themselves. We have to go in there and fucking set them up and, you know, then we'll buy them some neckties and some sand shoes and we'll get them working on a construction site and what do you know? We've solved the Aboriginal problem. Yeah. It's fucking fully feral. There's and- not much to separate it. It's all part of the... Mm. It's, very, it's the same thought process. Yeah. And, yeah, it's this great, great fucking game where it's like, oh, we're going to ignore the indigenous community for... You know, we'll try try to exterminate them. That didn't work, so we'll we'll ignore them and yeah. refuse to provide them with any services or resources. Yeah, and then we'll discover that there's a disaster going on, and so we'll send the army in and yeah. put them under martial law. It's fucking great. It's like how about how about we provide them adequate funding and allow them to make decisions? Yeah. to sculpt the future of their communities. Listen, how about that? <laughs> listen to them once. Don't let them have a massive summit to, like, decide on constitutional representation. They'd be like, oh, yeah, but nah. Nah, fuck you. We need to teach them how to stand on their own two feet. How are you going to do that? Institutionalization? Yeah. Uh, Okay. What we're going to do is fundamentally the same as the strategy from the beginning, which is to take a fucking rapidly expanding and rapidly disintegrating uh, imperialist culture akin to... Tetsuo from the end of the movie Akira and uh, implant it directly on top of a culture which has been living more or less harmoniously for longer than any other culture in the fucking history of human uh, species. That's what we're going to do. It's called civilization. We're going to get in there and we're going to make everything fucking corrode conceptually and physically. And then on the other side, a pure, white, beautiful baby. Gee whiz, Koshi, it sounds a bit difficult, mate. (laughs) Fucking hell, it's gross. If for somebody who's addicted to sadness <laughs> like me, and I, I assume you, thinking about the state of 
uh, fucking Aboriginal communities in this country and what they've been subjected it's to. It's unbearable. Is always, it's a fucking bottomless uh, reservoir of misery. It is a bottomless reservoir of misery. And you can't, you can't discuss... So when you get the sorts of people who think mm. gollywog dolls are fine yeah. and, and think the army should be in the Northern Territory, yeah. like, you, you say, no, we, 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 the, the intervention's a disaster. Like, oh, so we shouldn't do anything. Well, there's no problems because, you yeah. know, oh, 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 political correctness. You can't go in and help an Indigenous person because you don't want to win. So, like, you know, but they can... You're, you're supposed to be the ones who believe in human rationality and, and decision-making yeah. power. Maybe if you granted them the resources that they needed, that we've confiscated a whole continent's worth of, yeah, they would be able to make the decisions themselves instead yeah. of pretending that we live in a harmonious multicultural environment and that mm. race isn't a problem. Yeah. When it clearly is. It shouldn't be. I'd love it if it wasn't. Mm. Because biologically, it isn't a thing. It's mm. it's purely a social construct. But that doesn't mean it's not powerful. And that doesn't mean yeah. it's not important. Yeah. The entire world runs on social constructs. Yeah. So. That's not to say that they aren't real. It just means that they can be changed. Yeah. It means they're not immutable. Yeah. It it's classic. It's, it's fucking classic abuse behavior, isn't it? It's You dismantle somebody's ability to act autonomously and then use that as an excuse for like paternalistic behavior towards them. Yeah. The but. ubiquity the, the fact that the gollywog doll is still considered acceptable by a huge number of white people in this mm. country. We had there's a website in Australia called buyagollywog.com. <laughs> that's that's right. disgusting. And the guys like this webpage isn't supposed to be like raising a finger at the PC brigade. Mm. You know, I'm not trying to belittle or offend black people. I'm just, you know, it's for people who really need a gollywog toy. Yeah. Fill that desperate need. In Nobody the needs a stuffed toy. If you're over the age of six, it is not a necessity. Yeah. And if you're under the age of six, then then you haven't your learned. parent is giving yeah. you, making the decisions and they don't need to they buy you a need fucking to buy you a racist toy. Yeah. It oh, is. And it, and, it, and it is a real harmful thing. It's not just a toy. It's, it's a symbol yeah. of uh, racial inequity and uh, it's a symbol of ignorance and hatred yeah. and it breeds disgusting thinking and the frustrating fragility of these people who refuse to give it up that's what like that's what it stands for the 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 choice is so simple to yeah. just be like oh gollywogs are done it's such a simple choice with no negative consequences worth fucking tallying and yet people refuse to do it and they get really fucking stroppy about oh, it oh god it's such a simple choice if i can put down cigarettes mm. You can put down your fucking gollywog doll. Yeah. Because mine was actually addictive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, fuck me. Do you think we should do a thing on how uh, racial attitudes are formed and function? Or do you think Mm. we should consider being a bit less white about it? I tend to think that because neither of us are scholars on the topic and that both of us really don't have to live with it as an effect, we can do this shit, I think, be aware of it and talk about it, but I don't think we should be putting out primers. We could maybe do some research and tell people some shit to read. No, that's what I was thinking more. I wasn't thinking that we should pretend that we're Cornell Wests or anything. Yeah. Just go follow, like, fucking... 
Tony Birch and Kim Scott and Maxine Beneva Clark and fucking all of those people who are Ooh. writing about race in this Listen country to on minorities. the daily. Yeah. I know it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but it's all right because Maxine Beneva Clark is actually like, you know, quite genteel and reasonable. This was something after she was on Q and A. She was saying that like people were coming <laughs> up and telling me how calm I was, and it's like, yeah, because she's just a person. It's almost like you're not a slave to <laughs> tropical passions. Yeah. Tropical. <laughs> Fucking hell! But yeah, listen to people who this is why are embroiled in it. I have heard Americans refer to Australian racism as being, like, oddly adorable. Yeah. And I can kind of see where they're coming from. There is a, a a weird naivety that you don't normally associate, isn't there? Yeah. Less, like, frothing hatred like yeah. you get with English and American racists and more just generally, like, oh, mm. my God, you're, you're actually a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do have the frothing hatred we type. We do. But our, our really I, I, broad I, I, systemic it seems problems to be seem fewer to come back to... in number relatively than in America and Britain. Yeah, maybe as city density goes up, that'll change. Oh, yeah, get more Collingwoods happening. Mm. There was a fight in a former slum suburb for non-Melbourne listeners, mm. and now everyone's worried because one of them was Sudanese. Fucking hell, yeah. Apparently, I don't know how the woman figured out in three seconds during a punch-on that he was specifically Sudanese, but she did. Yeah. So, <laughs> lock up your fucking daughters. Impossible to interview, because she's just like, oh, I can fucking smell it, can't I? It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he there was like, a monster on that he street. He smelled that like Keen's curry powder. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, they are like that. Everybody. Insane. Shall we yeah. fucking break away from Let's this? Let's break cesspit? away from this. Uh, our B topic is the question that's on everybody's lips. What's the go with the au pairs? Well, I mean, you know... The Liberal Party have been demonstrating a lot of uh, extremely mm. heartening concern for the well-being of children over the past <laughs> yeah. two weeks, just as, as long as they are a very specific type of child. Yeah, at least four, I would hazard a guess, four to seven children in desperate need of quality education and care. Assistance affordable with their childcare. French homework. Assistance with their French homework, because we like to have a cosmopolitan, uh, you know, multilingual populace. As long as it's European languages. Yes. Yeah, which we get to use maybe once or twice in our lifetime when we manage During to our save gap year. up. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you ever stumble across uh, a fucking drug dealer's duffel bag full of $15,000. Yeah. Una caña. Uno más. Uno más. Uno más. Um... So, three au pairs, right? Is it three? I haven't really uh, I done any fucking research. Four. Three or four? But it might be three. Oh, uh, no, it's three, because one of them was the second time. That was why it was all the thing. Right, right. Uh, Dutton has personally... This is, like, pretty old at this point, but it's all coming to a head now, right? It uh, is. Dutton personally intervened when these au pairs were detained because they didn't meet visa requirements to come here. Uh, he personally intervened and granted them their visa so that they could come into the country and work as au pairs for people who yeah, he swears up and down that he has no personal connection to. Despite but knowing them personally. <laughs> yeah, knowing each of the people personally. So the two that I know about Why are... Why would I know the head of the Australian Football League? I was only the Minister of Sport. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Well, the thing with... <laughs> 
Yeah. So there's the AFL one and there's the Queensland Police one, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. And I was only a nine-year member of the Queensland Police. <laughs> yeah, <one>. my direct <laughs> colleague, uh, who I have no personal connection to, none whatsoever. And with the AFL guy, it was like his mate, right? Yeah. So the AFL guy interceded on, on behalf. His of, behalf. Yeah. yeah. So there's technically heaven forfend. You can't find babysitters in Australia already. Well, you have to pay babysitters in Australia. Oh, that's you right. can't and offer them insane French. room and board yeah. arrangements. And also, like... I'm sure Douglas' uh, mates could stru- ill afford to pay minimum wage for mm. a couple of hours a week. There's this, there's also this spectre hanging around that are sex slavery, maybe. Or not sex slavery, but sex trafficking. You yeah. Know, sex work, international sex work, sketchy, illegal... I'm sure au pair is definitely, definitely a convenient euphemism mm. in a lot of trafficking cases. I don't think that's going on here. No, but there is, like, there was another girl... I could totally who... see Dutton authorising sex trafficking. Well, there was another girl... He doesn't I forget like her connection. I forget... <laughs> no, definitely not. He doesn't think that they're human, so why would he be? Uh, there was another girl who came here from uh, Southeast Asia, I think, who was a sex worker who was somehow embroiled in the whole thing without directly sort of... Uh, right. She didn't get a Dutton. magical uh, well, I visa think, granting. I think she was, like, involved with one of the guys who is getting the au pairs or some shit like that. Anyway, I don't have the information and I don't think anybody does at this stage. Look, there are so women all over the place at the moment. It's getting difficult to un- yeah. f- figure out where one begins and one ends. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I just brought it up. Which is so uh, often the way, isn't it, Kieran? So often the way, so often the way. This is just another opportunity for us to rage that Peter Dutton, who's also... It's like Scott Morrison and Peter Dutton are the two men probably most responsible for the dreadful fucking conditions that the Manus and Nauru kids find themselves in. Yeah. And they're both involved in weirdly child-adjacent, infuriating stories. Peter Dutton also has hefty investments in childcare centres. Mm. It is kind of beginning to get a little bit creepy. Yeah. Scott I... Morrison used the expression skin crawling before. I, mm. That is ironic. Mm. I won't be even a touch surprised. I can already feel how dead my heart is going to be if the news drops that they're involved in some massive fucking child sex ring or something. Oh, like no. That. I think Dutton eats them. I don't think he's a sexual yeah. person. Yeah. I, it should be said <laughs> that there's no reason to think that Peter Dutton is abusing or eating children. There's no reason to, to think. There's no reason. We're just asking questions. We have no questions. proof. We're just is asking Dutton questions. Is Dutton eating children? And is when it, will he stop? Is it true that Peter Dutton children. abused his ministerial powers to ensure a fresh supply of healthy, uh, succulent child meat? Are you looking for a safe position on this question? Because his insatiable I fucking am not appetite. True. He did do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost right. certainly. Ministers do not intervene for compelling humanitarian reasons no. on anything that is to do with a tourist visa, which no. is what these women had. Yeah. And he there said it no seemed reason. a bit rough. It seemed a, <laughs> a bit, bit rough. rough that she would be refused from our country for coming here and not fulfilling the visa requirements. This is a fucking point at which I As don't- a child was pouring petrol onto its body- yeah. Preparing to yeah. set itself on fire yeah. because of this man's 
behaviour oh, and his it's... rules and his system. He thought it was a bit rough yeah. that somebody who had deliberately broken the law yeah. that he psychotically upholds yeah. should not be allowed into the country. Yeah. Because she was French. Because she was French and because she fucking works for his mate. It's it's so profoundly unsettling. So profoundly unsettling. He should go to prison. Oh, fucking 100%. <laughs> the list of people who should go to prison because of fucking their involvement in Western governments in the last <laughs> 10 years is so close to all of them that, like, you, know, you just know that the rule of law is yet another fake fucking doctrine, like, manifest destiny that you can just point to in 50 years and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. People in the West in the early 21st century tricked <laughs> themselves into thinking that they were operating under a legal system designed to uphold the rights of regular people and not just an elaborate mythology designed to allow fucking wealthy white politicians to stick their dicks into the fresh and succulent meat of children. So desperately wish that you were wrong. In fairness, some of them aren't paedophiles, some of them are just murderous or greedy, yeah. but yeah. Well, I mean, I was suggesting more that Dutton, in this case, who I was drawing on there, is somebody who uh, Again, fucks his mate and eats children. I don't think Potentially, any, no anything proof. sexual. I'm pretty sure... Dutton is not a sexual man, right? He's one of he those, like, weirdly yeah. interior. Yeah, yeah. He's got a fucking... He has a kalaka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has a 40-year sedimented build-up of semen, which is crawling into his brain and making him do these things. <laughs> that is a terrible way of describing Scott Morrison, but also very funny. Because <laughs> he does look like he's made out of semen and dandruff. I think that we should fucking x-ray every politician in a ministerial position around the crotch just to make sure they don't have needles shoved into their taint like Albert Fish. Ooh. Because, fucking honestly, I look at a photo of tell Albert Fish and Albert I look at a photo Fish of Dutton and I just can't tell the fucking got difference. very similar trout-like expressions, don't mm. they? Albert Fish would have made a fucking humdinger of a Liberal Party politician. Oh, I tell you what, he would have been tough on borders. Yeah. Jesus, if you wanted to see... He's, he's the Prometheus of that fucking party. He smarmed his way into a family's home convinced them that he was a benign figure and then stole their child and ate it and sent them a fucking bone-chilling letter. After torturing That's Liberal Party. Yeah. That's Liberal Party fucking handbook 101, boy. He's the first. How would it be if you joined the Liberal Party Mm. under the genuine impression that you were... Joining an organization that was basically interested in liberalizing trade and increasing the sort of emphasis on individual rights and freedoms. Yeah. And just sort of suddenly realized, like at the end of that um, anti fascist play when everyone's a rhinoceros. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I can't remember who wrote it. Right. But basically, he the the playwright uses the transfer physical transformation of mm. humans into rhinoceroses as a as a sort of uh, expose of the descent into beast bestialism that yeah. occurs once totalitarian madness takes hold. Yep. And you know, or, or there's that simple animal farm bit where yeah. they realise that the pigs look like the humans. Atavism was such a popular topic in like 
Well, I mean, the 20th I mean, it was, century and the 19th century. But because it was that post-enlightenment thing of all man is the measure of all yeah. human rationality is boundless and divine, and mm. therefore what is bestial is yeah. base and, and disgusting. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it, I, I just... So there must be some people who joined the Liberal Party assuming it was as advertised. Yeah. Who were just sort of... I think that's the basis for the Tom Cruise movie, The Firm. Extremely just... fucking confused at the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, people who've just realised that their church isn't actually a religious organisation yeah. devoted to worshipping God, but is in fact a paedophilic pyramid scheme. Yeah, it's those people that you talked about last week who get to middle management level in the cult. Oh, you yeah. go like, what the fuck? Dude! <laughs> There was never a spaceship? I can't believe you lied to me about the eternal frequency of the Quag. And promoted me without doing some sort of more thorough brain scrubbing. <laughs> no, they know about that. That's just churn, baby. That's, that's the price you pay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the week of Bleak Week. Oh, Dude. It was, was another really bleak good. one. <laughs> We're doing it. I, love it. I thought this so was well. going to be quite a light one going into it. Just a bunch of ScoMo buffoonery and stuff. But we had two separate <laughs> That's sections. Of- ScoMo turned out to be way fucking darker than oh, yeah. initially anticipated. And yeah. that was when, like, that, that was knowing that he was the original migration psycho mm. who set this hell camp up. But, oof. Yeah, he turned out to be way darker than expected. Have you read uh, Transmetropolitan, the graphic no, novel? No, I have not. It, tu- it turns around this, like, election, right, where it's a far future US thing and it's following this Hunter S. Thompson style. Well, that's fantastical because we know there won't be US yeah. in the far future. <laughs> but basically the president at, for the first half is this guy called The Beast who the Spider Jerusalem, the Hunter S. Thompson figure, is trying to get unseated and then gradually his opponent, the Smiler turns out to be way more of a psychopath but he gets elected popularly because he's like genteel and he appeals to people oh yeah like what happens all the time in elections yeah well that's the thing it's like i can't i keep thinking that we've gotten to the smiler election but each smiler is worse than the fucking last one somehow oh man scomo reminds me of the bit in the thick of it when Malcolm Tucker just screams like you are the most boring psychopath (laughs) i have ever met it's true Pardon me for swearing, you F star star cunt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, a tight sixty minutes of weakness for bleakness. Bye bye.